Hello, my name is Sam Clements and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast proudly supported by Kia, powering independent cinema. On today's episode, a mini episode, if you will, a bonus podcast, as it were, uh, this is a special episode dedicated to the brand new Australian independent horror film, Talk To Me. Or talk to me. You don't have to say it very slowly, like I did. Uh, I was just building suspense, which is what the film does. It is a fantastic film, full of thrills and spills and scares, and it spooked me. I won't lie, I was pretty spooked watching this film. My technique, if I'm scared in the cinema, I'm a little bit worried about what might happen on screen, <laughs> and kind of worried about what my neighbour might think of me when I jump out of my chair, is I look at the fire escape sign which is often at the front of the screen, a little green, very dim green light uh, there. And sometimes I'll just look at the fire escape sign if I'm a bit spooked. And I found myself doing that a number of times in Talk To Me, which in my book means it is an effective horror film and it deserves to be seen on the big screen with an audience. Definitely worth seeing this one with an audience. There was a lot of jumping, a bit of giggling and some sighs of relief when watching this film. It's a really effective horror and it's like kind of mind-blowing to think this is a debut film uh, from brothers Danny and Michael Philippou who directed the movie. Uh, Danny also co-wrote the film but, uh, but they're really really inventive filmmakers and this is what the podcast is all about. We're talking to Danny and Michael Philippou about their movie. They were in London recently for the UK premiere of the film at the Sundance Film Festival London, which was hosted at Picturehouse Central, the film had two sold-out screenings, Friday night, Saturday night. The crowds for both of those screenings, like 350 people <laughs> watching this preview of a really great new horror film, uh, they were electric. They were so excited. The queue uh, to get into the screen went around the block. It went out the front door and people were queuing in the street to get in. It was wild. I had a great time. I think Michael and Danny had a great time. They said the sound in the cinema was their favourite <laughs> sound uh, that they've heard the film being played at since uh, they were doing their mixing, which is always a compliment because uh, the mixing screens always have the best gear and you know, they're sort of finely tuned uh, there. So filmmakers are often, you know, uh, they, they, they look back at, at the mixing days when they take their films out on the road. So for them to say that, uh, that's a real high bar. So that's enough of me waffling on. Please enjoy my chat with Danny and Michael Philippou about Talk To Me, a film which, as you're about to hear, really you know, left its mark on me, and a film I highly recommend seeing at the cinema. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview, and I hope you enjoy the film. Enjoy. Have you seen the group chat? We're doing it again tonight. Huh? Oh. No. Please. It's my mum's remembrance day. I just want to forget about it. Huh? I'll do it. Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? Don't want to stay. Great. Oh, well, thank you so much, Michael Danny, for coming over to London uh, for Talk To Me. The film's premiering at the UK at our, the, our cinema, Picturehouse Central. You were there last night, I think, for the uh, Friday night, 9pm, wild screening. How was Mate, that? We, we love your sound system. It was so... <laughs> it's the best I've ever heard it. Like, oh, the film. Sweet. It's amazing. Like, um... Next time we mix a film, I want to do it in your cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're it, very it, welcome. <laughs> yeah, it was an amazing cinema. It really is great. Like, an awesome vibe. 
And then yeah, man. But that's a speaker system. <laughs> <laughs> it must be cool as you're touring it around and like noticing little things like ah, sound really pops here and yeah, know, yeah. Good here. You can definitely. Well, yeah. Our thing is like all the little things, like the picture house really picks up like everything. So even stuff that some cinemas don't like for whatever reason, like picture house. Well, so specific, so specific on like sound design of like being like in the back corner yeah, or something. Yeah, like, like some cinemas just don't. I'm like, what the best? <laughs> yeah, the surround sound is mm. the best, man. Awesome, it's great. Oh, that's good. I think for a film like Talk to Me, actually, sound is really important. You know, adds to the tension, adds to the jumps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, what was it like? I guess you know, in, in the editing process for you, how did you refine it down and, and finish? You know, with the mechs we hear in, in Talk to Me. Well, it's so funny that uh, like because uh, we we both edit, so I hadn't edited the movie, Michael hadn't edited the movie, and the editor hadn't edited the movie, <laughs> and so like the edit process was us just like battling it out and like uh, like like trying to find the best moments, and then Michael and I would still get really competitive. Like I'd have a cut of a scene, and Mark would have a cut of the scene, and we'd export the two scenes oh, wow. and send it to people we trust and say which one's better, and they said. There's no difference. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, like, we could not tell the difference because it's always, we're very specific with frames and, and things like that. So it's like, a, yeah, it was a, it, our poor editor uh, had to deal with it. But yeah, Jeff Lamb, shout Jeff out. Lamb, shout <laughs> out Jeff Lamb. How's, uh, I guess, yeah, when, when you get that feedback back, so how do you end up with, you know, putting the, decide which scene to go in? Do you just have to talk it through and like, no, this is definitely the right one? Or <laughs> uh, In terms of like the, on the editing? scenes, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it was like, if people were saying the same thing, like then you know it's like okay if more people people were saying it but then also it's just like watching it, it when you watch them in a row like uh, the whole film with one of them in there or the other i feel like it it helps you because something might work just by itself but then you got to watch it in, to in context with the film as well so i think we watched the film hundreds of times <laughs> well yeah like, the, the biggest the biggest the biggest like lesson that we learned i think in that editing process is like small cuts that you do at the start of the movie will affect the end of the movie. Mm. And I, like when you're, because we've never really done that long form stuff before. So it, that was a really big lesson for us. It's like, whoa, yeah, it's it's crazy how those small cuts there are going to affect the pace here. Like that was a, a big thing for us. Yeah, so when you look at the sort of project file on a feature film, you know, it's yeah. like all those like 700 shots or so, it's, it's kind of wild. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's so unreal. Crazy. We're actually doing a, oh, actually, I don't know if it's a doco. We're doing a doco. Oh, nice. Right? <laughs> We've got a few days shooting, but that is in itself is like, that's a whole different beast, you know, which is uh, a lot of fun, but crazy as well. But when you see the the the, the file of Talk To Me, like the edit project file, it mm. looks yeah, it's crazy. Unreal. Yeah. yeah, especially like the sound design. When you look at the sound designers thing as well, that's even heavier. Like so many layers, like like that foley, every single touch, every single movement is foley. That's insane. I love the, the sort of magic trick of syncing a, a foley sound up with the action on screen, and obviously in a feature you have to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot. It's crazy. Uh, I guess going back to the beginning, you know, where how did uh, this film come to you guys, and you know, was it exciting to go into making a feature film, a feature narrative film like this? Well, it's like what we've been training for our whole lives. It felt like so, like we've been wanting to do this ever since we were nine. So it was just a dream, and like we just couldn't believe it was happening. Like every day felt like Christmas. It was the the most like overstimulating thing ever. Like we were barely sleeping. It was just too much fun. It was it was the best. Yeah. Are horror films something that you guys enjoy? Like, was this kind of cool? Like, okay, we're going to go in and we're going to do Talk To Me and it's going to be really tense and it's going to have a lot of jumps and it's going to excite audiences. Yeah. Well, originally the first feature that we were properly writing was a coming of age. Mm. It was a coming of age film. That it was like, uh, it was like multiple different genres. It was Mad Max in the suburbs. Oh, wow. Mad Max in the suburbs. <laughs> it was called Concrete Kings. But, um... It, it, we were still like not really focusing on it. We're focusing more on the YouTube stuff and kind of like doing it on the side. And we're always writing on the side, but never like going, okay, we're going to do a film now. 
Um, but when it did, like when we like did that switch, okay, it's a time to do a film now. It was like we kind of had a different, a bunch of different projects, but Talk to Me is the one that you know Danny caught fire with and mm. just started writing. Just it just came out really quickly, like the first draft. Oh wow, that's cool. Uh, when you've got your your, your sort of draft screenplay, what, what happens next for you guys? Do you do storyboarding? You know, how do you plan your shot list? What, what's that process to I guess you know your pre-production before you start filming? Well, make up on the day. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the drafting is always a big thing because it's like once I have my draft, I send it to my co-writer. He does a draft. He sends it back to me. I do a draft. So it's like bouncing back between the two of us and then sending it to our producer Samantha Jennings and Christina. And it's like like even like it's like constantly working and working and reworking and just strengthening every single thing, interrogating every single line. And, and like so that's a big process and then yeah like while you're doing that like you're envisioning the scenes in your head anyway and you've got like reference pictures and things like that and then when you get the cinematographer on board that's a whole other thing where we just spent days like just like shooting it on our phones like trying to figure out what's really cool and like how we can cover things in like a unique or fun way so uh that was a big part of the process too it was like storyboarding on our phones oh, wow. well like finding thing. the visual language there was storyboards that we did for key moments mm. but then also like yeah editing the scene with just like the hod the heads of departments you know uh filming it and then and then finding out the visual language with aaron as well mccliskey who's just so talented uh like every day with him was so much fun like coming up with you know what the film was going to look like it was yeah. awesome and then movie nights every night with the crew like um because it was COVID, like uh, the producer and the pro production designer, like everyone was like, had moved there from Sydney or Melbourne. Right. And so like, we were having slumber parties and just watching movies. <laughs> oh, and COVID. And then everyone's together in a room. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like everyone was down there and like those heads, we just spent all the time together all watching stuff and it was, yeah, it was awesome. Wow, I think yeah, it's like doing that sort of run through with the version on your phone must be really enlightening to see what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, before yeah. Before you start spending that money. <laughs> yeah, yourself. well, you know, also when the actors come in and you block it, like with the actors, it changes. And then when you go on set, it changes again because you're reacting to the environment. Mm. But it's crazy. Like when you're doing a film, you're going on set. It's like, it feels kind of like a blank canvas because you can put the camera anywhere on any lens and point at anyone. And they you know, figuring out that space, like navigating space in film is a very interesting uh, process. And it's like, you know, how, where people are standing and things like that affects things so much. And when you're reading the script, like it doesn't really, you, you picture it, but not in that detail. Mm. And like, and that's, what's awesome about having actors as well. Cause they bring an authenticity to it as well. And they elevate, you know, the material. Cause then uh, they, they're talking about where they'd be as well. Like, so it was like kind of navigating everything. And some of the scenes are so complicated cause there's so many characters. Mm. It's like where positioning people and stuff is, yeah. It's a very cool process. Really impressed with like you know during the I guess the the, the mechanic of the film the the, the hand uh, when characters are holding that lots of people are sort of around them in a circle because of you know how it's set up in the movie and it's really exciting but like yeah having like, a circle of actors that sort of three sixty thing um, yeah. it must be yeah it must be quite a challenge <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah navigating those group scenes was always really difficult and, and trying to block everyone in the frame where it doesn't feel too staged and also like what was exciting about talk to me is like we wanted each party of the hand to like dwindle and get smaller and sadder. So the point, yeah, so like that was a fun thing as well. It was like starting really big and then we just start shrinking down. Yeah. Start with yeah. the biggest thing and then every scene's more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Take it, take it away a bit. But like, um, yeah, like, it, and that's the thing is also we have so many people keeping track. And I think that's good that there's two of us. Yeah. Uh, and they're also great first AD, like keeping track of things like extras and things like that. Mm. Cause it's, sometimes there's a lot happening in frame. You want to make sure it's all authentic and, and, and true to the story. 
No, 100%. I thought the, um, the idea of the hand itself is, is, is a genius idea. Like, we've seen, you know, like, ghost movies before and haunted, like, like something like this is really fresh. And, and it feels like a, you know, really modern ghost story for this audience. Where did that, this the central idea of the hand and the story behind it come from? Yeah, the hand came in the second draft. Uh, that, that was like a, a personal experience with a car accident that I had when I was 16. And I, I like, uh, I'd cut my face open really, really bad. And they thought I might have broken my spine. And I was in hospital and I like, I just physically couldn't stop shaking. And um, the doctors came in, they put all the heaters on, they gave me extra blankets and jumpers and stuff to try and like, uh, yeah, like warm me up. But I just couldn't stop shaking. And my sister came in, she sat next to me and she held my hand and the shaking stopped. And like, I was shaking, not because I was cold, but because I was in shock. And yeah, the touch of someone that I loved brought me out of it. So like that human touch and things was like always like a big thing to me and felt really strong to me. And, and it was already through the film so much. It was such a reoccurring motif between like all, all the different characters. There was so much hand imagery that it just felt right for the thing. And we found that in the second draft. And it, it, like when you discover things like that in the script writing process, it's always the most exciting thing. Yeah, uh, especially when it like ties into story and the themes, like a yeah, physical re representation of that stuff was, yeah, when it did come up, it was like, oh, of course, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, like, of yeah, course, yeah. Like, it's like it's been there the whole time. Yeah, it's been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of, uh, it's a really like striking visual, you know, like actually, because it's, it's, it's so big, it's, it's, it's so emotive as well, like connecting with the beyond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's reaching out. There. It's desperate. <laughs> it's know? desperate. It's, it's just like reaching. mirrors, you know. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. Uh, and uh, I, I love a film with rules, you know, like the, I think, you know, then you're really invested as an audience member, you know, what's at stake, you know, very clear at the beginning, you can only hold it for this long, you've got to do this, this is the process, we're going to strap you down because of this. Uh, how did you, you sort of, you know, like, I guess, whittle that down to what we see on screen? Um, yeah. Well, you know, the, we have the big Bible of like, what, what are the actual rules and everything are? The kids, I think, have made their own rules of what they think it is. 90 seconds, uh, this, yeah. it's what they think. It's like, that may not necessarily be what the actual rules are, but it's what they've figured it's out. Like they're, they've got like, they're like playing around with this homemade bong and this <laughs> weird drug. They're like, oh, I think you do this and this and this, but it's sort of like, this is like, like works loosely for these people, but like it may not work like that for other people. So it's like, um, yeah, we just like that they're in over their heads and they've made their own makeshift rules and they're playing with this like, yeah. It's kind of like we were on set, we we're doing a press with Sophie once and mm. I had this like, um, energy drink like a powder and then i was like you do two scoops because you need to feel it. and then you know because i was doing two scoops and then she had two scoops she's like what did you give me i feel like i'm, I'm <laughs> something right now you know yeah. that was just like me guessing what it was yeah. and yeah. Also thinking, <laughs> in interviews you know shaking <laughs> i guess yeah like in the film that they're, they're just kids and teenagers they've 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 learned on the job they've not read the manual for this thing yeah it sort of reminded me a little bit of things like evil dead in that respect you know like the guys in the movie aren't the people who've been studying it they've just stumbled across it and yeah, they're sort of piecing exactly. it together as it goes along yeah 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 which we really really love there's like a hint at the mythology and have like things hidden like even on the hand and in the writing but like yeah have the kids it be in over the hand and it's kind of specific to a point where some people that they go doesn't matter what's written on the hand like 
people. Like, it's like it does. It really does. All that stuff. Like, we wanted that the that weight to uh, the the hand to have weight and a history to it. So there's a lot on the hand, and and yeah, there's a bunch there that's written, so you can see it visually, but it's not said. Oh, nice. I really loved uh, also like this. It's, it's quite you know, it's it's not like lots of uh, you know sort of CGI construction or anything. Like when when you connect with the hand, you see a person in front of you, and it's that editing and the sound design when that person appears on screen is so impactful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and also like you know, it was a thing to always keep it grounded in Mia's point of view as well. So never showing the spirits when other people mm. are being possessed. And and that's where you can play with the mediums of sound and things like that because you can do things of sound and atmos. Uh, to convey things that you're not seeing visually, and even like yeah, like a lot of the spirits, like we like you can pinpoint different sound design for different spirits that are possessing different kids. So like there was like a specific sound to different entities that were possessing it, and like there's like a reoccurring spirit, and there's like that sound is like 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 linked throughout the film. So like it was so fun to find the sound of each demon as well. Oh, that's cool. That sounds like something to look out for, for on a rewatch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were so lucky. Well, there was a blessing you described. We kind of we had to redo the music, but. It allowed us to do uh, two mixes. Oh, so nice. we mixed the film and then when it's like, oh, okay, we're going to be doing it again with the music, we were really able to focus on that stuff. Like, And, and if there was a, a, a lesson moving forward, it's having more time for mixing and music and things like that moving forward and, and having music part of like in conceptual early, like in while the script's being written mm-hmm. and have it kind of integrated to the bones of the script. So... Uh, everything we're writing now, like sending it to composers and stuff, has been a lot of fun, like finding the sound early. Nice. I guess that's part of the process, isn't it? You know, like, you know, how to improve going forward and going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly learning. Yeah. It was a tough, yeah, it was tough. Like, um, but we, and we found it in the end, which I'm so thankful for. But it was also that really excites me moving forward to be like, because sound and music is so important to me. And like, I can't even speak, like, to, you know, when, when we're doing things like piano and stuff, and I'm like, oh, can it be a, like higher note dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. and he's like what an e i'm like i don't know but <laughs> to me it feels like it's higher that one you know so i've been learning a bit of piano as well to kind of like to be able to you know speak on like musically properly so it's been yeah it's been an awesome process like figuring that stuff out wow you're gonna be a, a trained pianist by the end of this I uh, know, process. Maybe, <laughs> oh my god it's so annoying when mark is at home practicing and you're just hearing like these terrible renditions of songs i get I, you know i get addicted to i get addicted to anything when i'm addicted to piano, like trying to nail that you know, it's, it's like, like bad hallelujah. Like nah. you just hear that. It's so bad. I nailed it. It's so bad. And it's like so out of key. And I come in, Mark's like, how good does this sound? I'm like, uh. I'll show you. And you tell me if it's bad. <laughs> One for the DVD special features. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've got so, like a really wonderful cast in your film. Lots of younger performers, but their performances are so good. They have to go from one to eleven uh, in some of those scenes. And I was wondering, so what, what what was it like on set when you were doing some of the you know the, the spooky scenes uh, with this young cast? Uh, I, well, each actor kind of uh, has a different way of approaching it, you know, uh, and they have different things that that helps them and things like that. So it's kind of like navigating that and uh, speaking with them, like what works for you? What's the, what's the best way to do this? Um, so, and I, but I think also doing things physically, having the, uh, you know, uh, the, the spirits there physically and things like that with the horror really helps, you know, with that stuff. But um, I remember when uh, Alex came in, she plays Jade, and then she came and she said, do you have, if you have any poems or pictures I can draw inspiration from, um, which was like awesome. Like, oh wow, like you can pull like emotion from that stuff, whereas other people don't, they don't, that's not their way. There's like, just listen to music in, mm-hmm. off in a dark corner or something. So, like, each people have their own ways, and it's like, you're just having conversations with them and seeing what works best. It must have been quite, I guess, just sort of surreal, sort of 
you know, doing take after take where people have to sort of, you know, see the scariest thing of their life <laughs> and oh, again yeah. and again. The actual, like, the emotional scenes are more difficult than the scary things. Like, I, I remember Joe, who plays Riley, went to get into, like, a really dark place and he really committed. And it took him a while to get out of that because he's, like, in this emotional state for three hours straight. And then once we called cut... He just physically couldn't stop crying, and it went like like uh, and he's not as seasoned as like Sophie or any of the other actors where they've had like more experience. So uh, yeah, that, that was like one of those moments I said that I was like, oh my god, like 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 pull him out of it a little bit. But uh, yeah, like they're all committed and they were all incredible. And you also got Miranda Otto in the film. Yeah, uh, yeah, how crazy is that? You know how daunting it was to be like Miranda Otto's in. Yeah, like, <laughs> who are we to direct Miranda Otto? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like but she was so awesome and collaborative and. It's like so much fun and like when we met her it felt like a, like a fun aunt you know like it just felt like oh yeah like we connected with her and she was down to collaborate and, and like it never felt like she was above anyone or anything like she was such an awesome presence on set as well that's cool yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't realize she was in it when I was going in I was like whoa is that oh yeah. okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we, yeah. Cool. we're like should we play the um, Lord of the Rings theme when she comes in and then uh, <laughs> she's like do not do that like, yeah yeah <laughs> It must have been cool for the younger performers as well to sort of have someone as seasoned as her on, on set to sort of bounce off. Well, yeah. I was going to say, Sophie actually worked with Miranda Otto before. Oh, wow. Like, so they've had, like, a, a history Both there. she had, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even, like, Joe and, like, Alex, like, everyone was like, oh, Miranda Otto. Like, it was cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just, it's, it's just uh, such a wild uh, film. And it's a really tight runtime. Is it like just over 90 minutes long? Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, is, was there a longer cut? And is, was it sort of whittled down, you know, as you were, we talked editing earlier, but, you know, during that process? Yeah, that was like, a, uh, the original cut went for 20 minutes longer. The hour 53 Yeah, hour like 53. That. And then there was like some stuff where like the horror went too far. And this we had to peel that back. And then it was also uh, a lot of character things. Like we can convey these things in looks and emotions. And like, we don't necessarily have to have this dialogue and spell out how the characters are feeling. So like that was a lot of the thing as well was like um yeah. and also not like, not like like the weight being tipped in another scale where it's like these characters aren't the main characters and we're like lingering on them for a long time. So uh, it was like refining all that in the edit. She's like pass off the pass off the pass. Well, it's like yeah, like because we want to make a, a thing that works as a horror film and then also as a drama. But it's mm. you, you know you you got to keep the scale balance. But then also stuff that you yeah you do need in a script to say. You don't need when you know, and that's what we saw as well. Like, like Danny said, like through looks and stuff, that like, can convey a lot. You know, you can tell a lot through sound, through visuals that like, you don't necessarily need to have through dialogue. Um, but there were some great scenes, which I think helped it. Like, it, like bring like a realness to the world. And mm. in in even rehearsals, we'd have them act out scenes as the characters that that would ever be in the films. But it kind of like gave it like a bit of a history. So mm. yeah, we'll also shoot that stuff. So you have to do it, don't you? You have to sort of get people to the point we see in the film, and and even if it's just set up, and you know it's not going to be in the movie, it's important for what we eventually do get to see. Yeah, yeah. like like having a history and like they they worked on their backstories and things like that, so it's all thought out, like the relationships where they came from, and yeah, we have these awesome the yeah, the character diaries, like everyone recorded diaries of their characters wow. and what was led up. To Danny the film. recorded one for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just day to day. And I guess we're at the point, you know, talking now, it hasn't opened in the UK but yet, but it is it's sort of coming out all across the world around a similar sort of time. What's it like just, you know, seeing posters for this movie, seeing trailers for it? Oh my God, <laughs> the coolest part is seeing the dubs and seeing like the different, like, yeah, like yeah. the trailers in like Mexico and like, I, I, like that's the coolest thing is like seeing the different text. There's this awesome Japanese poster that we saw that we're in love with. There's like, oh man, it's so cool. Yeah, it's unreal, like seeing people's interpretations, like, with the posters and pictures and things like that, like people's takes on it is so cool. And, and yeah, like watching the different, the, the you know, talk to me written in different languages mm. is 
Man, it's so heartwarming. So sick. And, and then even like amazing. the UK post that came out yesterday, oh, uh, and like even seeing that was like, oh, how awesome. Yeah, okay. so so, cool. yeah, yeah. So, so cool. Because, we, you know, we got used to the same one poster that we used throughout, like when the film was done yeah, and yeah, Sundance, yeah. to see the new stuff is in. And you know what? A24 sent us like 40 poster designs. I want them all. I yeah, want yeah. Frank They all look great. I've even got one as my, like, my phone. Like It's just like a hand reaching out of all these hands. But like, yeah, like seeing the different designs is so, so sick. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming to Sundance London to pitch our central uh, for the premiere of the film. And thank you for this movie. We're going to be opening it all across our cinemas on 24th July. Yeah! yeah. So happy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cheers. Thanks so much. Thank you.